Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Tom here. You're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 71, Awareness, Responsibility, and Redefining Success. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It really means the world. And we have an awesome show lined up today, a great conversation uh, continuing off of yesterday's show. But two things uh, off the bat first. Number one, Snapchat. If you guys aren't on it, jump on. Come find me at my username, T. Retcher, so my first initial and my last name, R-E-C-H-E-R. Thank you so much to those of you who have already connected with me. It's a really great platform to to really connect. It's one of the coolest social media platforms out there today, and I really think all of us need to be on it. It's a, it's a great way to connect. Number two, the Positivity Effect store is launching on May 1st, and I am so excited to get this out to you guys. There's going to be some great stuff in there. Uh, starting out with some really inspirational t-shirts and there's going to be some cool stuff added along the way to keep you guys feeling positive and uplifted. So stay tuned. So today we have on Hans Hageman again. He was on yesterday and just an amazing conversation of of transparency and, and, and hearing his story and, and what he's doing and, and the power uh, that he taught us about using intuition in our life. And he is back today and we're going to talk about some really important topics that we're all faced with, things things that are affecting all of our lives, especially as Americans today, and things about just the awareness of today's economy and the automation of jobs and personal responsibility. And Hans tells us how he walked away from a $350,000 a year job and why and what that meant to him and, and why he's able to impact so many people now and, and what that shift really meant for his life. So this this episode is just super powerful. This it's jam-packed with excellent knowledge and I'm so excited to bring it to you guys. And Hans, he mentions at the end of the episode, but I just wanted to mention it again here today. He has a little bit of a course that he put together for intuition. You can check it out. It's a free course. Go to Hans Hageman. So that's H A N S H A G E M A N dot com. Hans com slash mini course and you can get that sent right to your inbox when you sign up. So guys, help me welcome him now to The Positivity Effect. Hey, what's up, Hans? Welcome back. Day two on The Positivity Effect. Thank you, Thomas. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And we we touched on some really, really deep topics yesterday. We talked, speaking about the youth in the nation and how important it is to to guide them in the proper way. We spoke about things like journaling and meditation things that you can practices that you can do to to get back in touch with yourself and to understand who you are spiritually as a person and and even how we all need to focus on intuition and we can have more intuition when we start to get more in touch with ourselves and it'll be easier to to guide ourselves through our lives there really is this thing intuition it's just our minds are so clouded right and today we're here to talk about why 
it's so important that we need to raise our awareness, raise our intuition regarding just the, the world's economy today and regarding our careers, our jobs, whether we work for somebody or we're an entrepreneur. You mentioned yesterday about helping, uh, you said the onion farming, I believe. Well, we're an onion farming country, and I'm yes. able to help some of the small farmers and small businesses here. Yeah, yeah, and and just helping them understand just just the marketing today, you know, and how that's changed so much. So, coming from a place of someone who has who has really you know intuition, something that you focus on regularly, let's talk about that topic about just today's economy and things that people should start to to be aware of, so that they don't find themselves in a place where they're backed into a corner. And they're struggling. Yeah, it's again as a as a father, but but also even with students. And and I mentioned the school that I had started, and it's like, wow, I'm, I'm I guess I guess I'm supposed to be getting old chronologically anyway. But some of the kids, the the, the twelve year olds that I work with, are now in their early thirties with families of their own, and I see the challenges that they have on, on their jobs. I before I decided that I was unemployable, I, I just knew that. You know, in the world of work, it it was really tricky, even with two Ivy League degrees, and and that some of the the main skill sets were, you know, how to play office politics and and, and kiss up to the boss, and and you know where do you learn those? And number one, number two, do you even want to, based on your values and who you are as a person? And even if you master those two things and and have decided that you want to. The, the, the increasing automation, forget outsourcing. Outsourcing used to be the concern. Now it's automation of jobs. And with certain futurists predicting that within 10 years, more than 50% of the jobs that currently exist now being done by humans will be automated. It's a scary world for young people who are growing up. So what do you do? And, 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 and what are the proper skill sets now? It's interesting that you said that because you know right now we're in a a very interesting time in our country with a very interesting presidential debate. And not to get into the actual debate or get into the politics of it, of course, anytime a presidential debate comes up, there's this talk about jobs and job creation. But we hear, you know, we hear that all the time. So it's easy for us to, to get swept up into the beautiful speeches about how more jobs are going to be created but what you're saying, Hans, is it sounds like there's something more that we have to do inwardly. There's some work that we have to do, or maybe there's some more knowledge that we need to gain so that we can protect ourselves, That so that even when we're hearing whoever's going to be our president next, tell us about how there's going to be jobs created that we're safe and we're protected and ready, and ready to face the challenges of today's economy. Well, I, Thomas, I think there's an increasing need, and it's not taught in schools, for for taking personal responsibility. And that can look and, and, and take shape in a number of different ways. I, I, as I mentioned, I went to an elite private school, went to, to uh, Princeton and then Columbia University School of Law. And yeah, there were people with backgrounds uh, like mine and tougher than mine, but there were also a lot of people of privilege. And they're not going to have to worry you know, so much. But here, when you know that, that young people in their 20s and maybe even the early 30s at some point may not have access at some point to social security, the social safety net will be torn beyond repair for, for younger people. Older people now had to extend their work lives out farther and farther. Uh, you know, what is it that you need to do? And, you know, one of the, one of the motivations for us moving to, quote, the country is 
and, and you know we're still working on it, but is to do things like grow our own food to the extent possible. If, if we can grow 25 to 30 to 50 percent of our own food, that's taking responsibility. We know that when we're out here, if there's a storm, we better have things like a generator or an inverter that we can run off the car engine when the lights go out. We need to learn how to use chainsaws or, worst case, even axes. We need to know, and on a human level, the, the, the most important capital up here in many respects is who are your neighbors? Can you rely on that person next door if you need something in an emergency for a child or for yourself? Or, or, or if you're away from your home, can you trust these people to look after your property? Being in this kind of environment, which you're not going to get in large cities, is, you know, who is that person next to me? Can I trust them? How do I reach out to them? How do I become a part of this community? So in, in many respects, we're going back to the future kind of in terms of if you're going to be, quote, successful, that's going to be a different definition. But part of it means... How do you fit into the community? Are you a person of value to your community? What does that look like? What are the skill sets that are needed? Uh, one of the things when I found out I was unemployable was that, or decided I was unemployable was that, you know what, I have to figure out this new world of freelancing. So I've been injected into uh, startups with, uh, for instance, in one, I'm working with four college students on an atmospheric water generator that produces clean water. What do I, as an African-American raised in Harlem, have? what do I have in common with four 21, 22-year-old white guys who were raised in, and, and go to school in Iowa? On the mm. surface, very little. But in this new world we're operating in, that's the kind, that kind of social capital, the ability to have both not only uh, technology skills, but, but communication skills and teamwork skills are going to be the things that, that are most critical not in terms of uh, thriving, but even in terms of surviving at some point. Hans, if someone is, they're not an entrepreneur, they, they work their whole lives, they've, they've worked for somebody. And either A, they, they are proud of the work that they've done. They know that it provides, it provides for their family and, and has given them a life of opportunity. Or B, maybe they're, they're not happy about the work they do. What are some skills that, they should, what are things that they should be thinking about or focusing on so that when those fears come up about, am I going to have my job tomorrow, that they can face those fears and then they could be prepared, even if they're older and they've, they've, they've worked and they have so much work experience, but they still are just faced with these fears that they're not going to find another job. I think there are a couple of things. One is for people who like or, or enjoy what they're doing in their jobs, there are always ways to become more entrepreneurial, more ways to figure out how to communicate, more skill sets, whether it's around technology or project management that people can acquire to, to improve not only their job, but the company that they work for. For anybody else or even everybody else, I think that, that, that the concept of having a side hustle is incredibly important. And, and again, for kids, young people growing up, encouraging them in their passions is going to later on help them figure out what is this side hustle, this job, this, you know, to be crass, screw you money that I need to put away. Where is that going to come from? And so when you look out and, and you know, my wife hates it because she's, I mean, somebody said that there are three things that everybody can easily become addicted to. You know, one is heroin. 
the other is carbohydrates, and the third is a salary. Um, <laughs> I broke my addiction to a salary when I quit my $350,000 a year job over a matter of principle with no backup job, and we almost lost our home. Wow. And you know, I remember getting the, the, the notice of foreclosure when my niece was coming to stay with us and trying to hide it from um, my wife and younger kids and, and, and figuring out, well, what am I going to do now? And, and part of it, so we all need to take stock of, of, of what is it that we, we do have. And there are people up in this community who, I, I was talking to one young man, and he had come up from Florida, and, you know, with no job offer or anything else, and he was saving up his $800 to buy a used truck. And I said, well, why are you doing that? He said, well, because with a truck, I can always find work. Now, with a mindset like that... <laughs> Uh, and, and, and in his mind, believing that $800 was the investment that he was going to need, he, he's going to be okay. He's going to make it. But we've been led to believe that there's a certain lifestyle that, that we need to follow in order to be, quote, successful. So some of it is figuring out, well, what does success really mean? Part of it is redefining success. Part of it is taking more responsibility for how we, the food we eat and, 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 and the, the the water, I mean, water is going to become an even more important commodity than oil in, in, in the next uh, 15 to 20 years. Uh, so figuring out ways of, of accessing clean water. I mentioned figuring out community. Uh, what, what, what things lit you up when you were a child? What hobbies did you have? There are going to be ways, and again, in this kind of retrenchment back to the future, some of the, the crafts uh, and, 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 and artistic things that, that people have put to the side in favor of rushing into technology will, in my opinion, uh, develop, there'll be a renaissance and, and a demand for those kinds of things. So you don't, Kevin, Kevin uh, Kelly uh, wrote uh, a, a piece a few years ago called A Thousand True Fans. You don't need to take the whole world on as your market if you, if you have a hobby that you want to turn into a side business or a main business. All you need to do, whether you're a musician, an artist, a carpenter, a blacksmith, uh, a sports coach, is uh, a, a tutor, a translator, is to find your thousand true fans who are willing to spend $100 a year on what you produce. Then you take the skills of the digital economy, figure out how can you create this digital product or in-person service or product and find a thousand people who want what you have? And there, there are billions of people on this planet. One good thing about the digital age is it's easier to access those people. So that, that, that's, that, that's just part of it. But also, again, being valuable in the community, in a community like we have now and in, in New York City, I always used to get nervous when there was a hurricane or a, or a storm or something coming <laughs> because I knew I couldn't rely on my neighbors. I also knew that there would be a run, even if the storm was going to pass over and everybody kind of knew it, there would be a run on the stores, which would show very quickly the weakness of the food supply chain. And, and, and it, shelves would be decimated literally within hours of a bad weather forecast. And But up here, people plan better. They, they, they've stored their, their um, whatever it is, homemade sauerkraut, or they have <laughs> their chickens, or they know how to use a chainsaw when the tree falls on the neighbor's house. Um, they know how to, to, to start up the, 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 the well when the, when the pump 
uh, motor goes out. I mean, so just being valuable, and it's one of the reasons why at my age, 58, I'm going to go back to study to learn to be an emergency medical technician because that is a skill that is valued in communities like this. And frankly, communities around the world, those kinds of skills. I'm going to go to chainsaw school. I am bartering with one of the local artisans who's a blacksmith. He's going to teach me blacksmithing. I'm helping him get his business set up. So if I can do it at 58, and and again, I had to do it because a few years ago, as I said, we were almost homeless. I had to figure out, well, you know what? You are supposed to be able to write as an intelligent individual. Let's see if you can make money writing. And I made money writing and I made money as a personal trainer. And that's how we paid the bills. Um, I'm not making a killing now, but but I, I'm doing okay as a freelance copywriter, marketing strategist, uh, and education consultant. So if I can do it at 58, for people younger than me, there are a lot of tools. That's the benefit and the curse of the new age. But Moore's Law talks about the increasing power and speed of, of technology and computing. And one school of thought used to say that well, okay, with these rapid increases in technology, that's also going to create additional opportunities in this new age. But there are a couple of problems with that. One is people underestimated the speed at which automation is occurring and in which it doesn't make sense for a business to engage human labor anymore. And the other is schools aren't preparing kids for any of this, whether it's becoming valuable in the community or the few jobs that will be available in the new digital economy. Huh, so it sounds like there's a there's a few for to me, just listening to that, and it's really powerful everything you said, a few really big themes. One theme is that that technology that we all have, it's it's gonna be continually growing, it's gonna be continually automating. There's nothing we can do about that. So we do need to embrace that. Yes. But then on the other side, we have to get back in touch with the basics of who we are as human beings. And that's connecting with each other, that's communicating with each other, that's sharing not sharing knowledge. If you have something, let me let me share it with you and then you could share something with me that you have. This 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 economy of sh- of not shared knowledge. And even continual education. You just mentioned you said I'm 58 and I'm still looking to learn and to right. to, to to upgrade my mind. So what it sounds like, if anybody out there, if you're, if you're fearful about the future, fearful about work, get back to the basics, making, making sure that you're, you're networking and you're connecting with people and also looking to embrace technology. Maybe don't just run to embrace the technology if you haven't first figured out your why. And it sounds like that's, that's such an important thing is having that why, having that purpose and then knowing what you're good at and then you can you can take the because the technology is going to continually get quicker and faster but you can if you know what you're good at you can find those thousand true fans and you can share that knowledge and hey you can create that side hustle absolutely i mean you'll you'll see a story about somebody who and i didn't even know for instance honey is big in the area where we are i didn't know that that um pepper infused honey was a thing i didn't know and i found out that it was and even despite that or because of it, somebody decided to test this out and said, okay, well, people like this, this kind of savory, sweet kind of flavor. I'm going to show them that it's all about marketing. So this 
person took their marketing skills, never having been in the food business, and made his own pepper-infused honey. And just through the strength of their marketing, he was able to create a, a completely new business uh, that, that, that is now full-time for him. And so if you can do that wow. with honey and red pepper, <laughs> there's still a lot of tools where people can put together, at the very least, a side hustle to give them that job security. And I love, you know, you talk about the three P's. That's something that's powerful for you. People, planet, profit. Yes. When, when, when you come from that, that place of people, planet, profit, even when the, the tough times come, you're going to keep pushing forward to achieve what you're looking to achieve because you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it for the right ones. That's right. And I, th- I think the more, and, and, and what we also need to understand, there some of the things that I laid out that I think we can do as individuals and, and another thing that we can do as individuals, but that eventually has a collective impact, is we vote with our purses and wallets. So, you know, if we support local farmers, if we support support local artisans, um, that all of a sudden then changes how businesses look at how they're going to do business with us. And and that triple bottom line that you mentioned, people uh, profit, people planted in profits. Uh, that's we're able to move that way in a more powerful way when we realize that the dollar does, in fact, have a loud voice when, when it's uh, used in, in, a, in a positive collective fashion. Yeah. You know, if there's a fast food chain that, that is just putting out food that's, that's, that's not good for us uh, to consume and, and maybe the way that the food is obtained is, is not really humane, and in your mind you're just frustrated about that, vote with your dollar. Don't right. Make sure even when you're having a stressful day, don't go back on that word and, and don't go and buy something from that fast food chain you don't have to be making this huge movement you could just vote with your dollar and and purchase from a place that do that do source their foods from uh, in a human humane way and and that they're giving the best quality to to the person to the human and, and if we all do that collectively like you said that dollar will become very very powerful absolutely hans we're at the end of the episode but i want to ask you one last question because it's always very it's always very influential for me and, and powerful for me that you take some of your, your of your time your limited time that we all have to come on and spend this hour with me. I don't take it lightly. So the question I want to ask you is if you were suddenly at the end of your life and you were reflecting on all that you've done, all that you've been through, all that you've created, what kind of impact would you want to be remembered for? I think yeah. And let me switch it up a little bit in terms of impact, but I would want people to look at me and look down on the, the coffin, the ashes, the whatever, and say, wow, he was a guy who really found out his purpose and lived it every day. And I think if I had enough people who looked at me and, and that was my legacy in addition to my children finding their purpose and living that out every day, that the impact would ultimately speak for itself. Beautiful. Boom. Hans, this has been been awesome. This has been a pleasure. This this episode was powerful because uh, it's 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 really insightful. I mean, it's going to be interesting to listen back to this episode 10 years from now to see where the where the world has really been and and went and the direction it's taken. And uh, you've definitely impacted me. I know you've impacted the audience and I just want to say thank you again for coming on and sharing some time with us on the positivity effect. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to share you know, some hard-earned lessons, Thomas. Thank you. Absolutely. 
Hans, right before we go, what's the best way today that my listeners can get in touch with you? Uh, the best way is, we talked about intuition. One of the things I'm doing is I'm developing a five-lesson free mini course on intuition. And people can get that if they sign up at HansHageman.com slash mini course. Excellent. So HansHageman.com slash mini course. And it's something that we, we talked about, Hans, before we got on the call. We, you know, yesterday we spoke about, we were talking about intuition and, and just how we're, we're drowning in information in today's world, but we're yes. starving, starving for that, for that wisdom. And that's, that's, I, that's really a great thing that you put together, that you have put together. And I think people are really going to get impacted by it. So, so thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Intuition is a superpower, so people need to access it. We could all be Superman. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Superwomen too. That's right. Hans, thank you so much and, and take care and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thomas. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I promise to keep sharing inspiring stories with the guests every single day. I hope you feel inspired and I hope that we start some self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. Please check out the website at PositivityEffect.com. Sign up for the newsletter and I'll send you some tips to get you thinking more positively. If you're really enjoying The Positivity Effect, please tell someone about the show. Together we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world, something that we need so desperately today. So thanks again so much for listening. See you tomorrow for another episode of The Positivity Effect. Positivity Effect.